Michael Harcourt, the Earl of Kendall, woke to a soft voice and the delectable smell of a woman. She smelled like wildflowers, and her voice was soothing and sweet. Last night must have been one hell of a night of dissipation since he remembered nothing. But he had dreamed of his French mother crooning to him. What was wrong with him? He had been in bed with a French woman, and he'd thought of his mother. His head ached as if horses had trampled over him. He tried to remember her name. Yvette? Or was it Mimi? He cracked open one lid. Big blue eyes the color of cornflowers stared down at him, and a lush pink lower lip pouted. How could he have forgotten this angel's name? Yvette, definitely Yvette. Yvette? Or maybe Mimi. He needed her again to refresh his memory. He raised his arms to pull her against him. He grabbed for her, but his arms felt weak. Thank God the rest of his body wasn't that tired. She yelped when he wrapped his arms around her and pulled her on top of him. Yvette, darling, don't fight me. I need you. Yvette gasped and tightened against him. He rubbed himself against her slender body. Not his usual type, he noted. Clearly not an opera dancer by the slender frame. What had he drunk last night that he couldn't remember this delectable handful? Let go of me, she hissed. He whispered against her soft, tender neck, kissing her ear. Were you this feisty last night? Let me go, you brute, she shouted in his ear, causing his head to feel as if it were cracking wide open. She jumped back, tripping on the bedclothes and knocking the water canister from the side table. The loud crash reverberated in his head. Women didn't fight him. He was a generous lover. Was he overlooking something from last night? Michael looked at the disheveled, bewitching woman glaring at him. Hair the color of honey sparkled in the morning sunlight, but her bright eyes were now dark and stormy. Damn, damn, she looked far too innocent and way too marriageable. What had he got himself into? He rearranged the bedding to hide the obvious, then lifted himself to the head of the bed. The mademoiselle didn't look so much offended as just plain pissing mad. Her eyes had narrowed, and she glowered at him, the look of a woman who might impale him with the fireplace poker. He had got into a lot of scrapes, but this wasn't how he imagined finding a wife. The door to his bedroom swung open, knocking against the door, the pain behind his eyes pounding like the son of a... Denby, his valet, stormed into the room, swearing under his breath. What the hell? Are you all right, Mademoiselle Gabrielle? She gestured with her hands and spoke in rapid French to Denby. Had she just called him the Earl of Kendall a stupid horse's ass? Denby took the irate woman's arm. I'll clean up the mess. Now that he's awake, you should prepare yourself to leave. We've got a long journey ahead of us. With no word of farewell, the Mademoiselle Gabrielle huffed and left the room. Denby chuckled. <laughs> Barely awake and already causing problems. He bent to pick up the water container. Oh, it is good to see you back, my lord. You scared the hell out of me. If it weren't for Mademoiselle Gabby's nursing, I'm not sure. I've been sick. 
he did feel a bit weak after his tussle with the delectable young woman. You developed a fever right after we escaped from Paris. The memory of fleeing Paris and Fouché's men brought him totally awake. My last memory is leaving Paris dressed as a nun. Denby handed him a glass that had survived the mademoiselle's spirited response. You developed a fever from your gunshot wound, and we had to hide out here. This is where Mademoiselle Gabby's nanny is from, and the people helped us. Gabby? He didn't have any recollection of Gabby when they left Paris? How long have I been out? And who is Gabby? I'm glad you're ready to travel. I've got a bad feeling if we don't get out of here soon, all of Fouché's and Napoleon's men are going to descend. He only remembered Denby and the boy Pierre fleeing for their lives, dressed as nuns.